Hello friends. Hi everyone. It's Andy. And it's Lisa. And we're here with the fifth episode of Astrolushes. We've missed you. We have really missed you because it's been quite a bit since we last came to you drunkenly. It's been a hot minute, but we're back and we're drunk. We're back. We've got our Apothic Red. It's, it's on ice tonight. Can you hear that? Ooh, yeah. Ice. Join us, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Today, July 16th, 2019, there are so many astrological things happening right this minute. It's an astro doozy today. We've got the full moon in Capricorn. We've got the lunar eclipse. We we do. There's a partial lunar eclipse. Yes. It is cancer season in general. And and it's Mercury retrograde. Woo, bitches. Are you feeling it? (laughs) I say bitches toward Mercury retrograde, not toward you lovely folks who are listening to us. we love you. But we dislike Mercury retrograde. And even if you don't believe in it, it is a time for you to look at the limitations and the things that hold you back and think, what can I do to work with them? If you need a, like a concrete example, just double check anything that you sign. Yeah. Um, make sure that your emails are actually being sent. Uh, really be careful about contracts. But other than that, like, it's going to mess with you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I was definitely like at work and had... Uh, an email interaction that wasn't going well and so the person called me the f- the phone call dropped when does that happen only happens during mercury exactly <laughs> so it's gonna mess with you but it's not insurmountable and no. please don't think that you can't like be yourself or talk to people or that your communication isn't worthwhile like mercury rules communication people into astrology understand that but it's it's not like a curse or a hex not at all you're not doomed and, you know, it, it's definitely made a little bit more challenging during cancer season because when things do tend to get a little flustered, we might have emotional reaction. But I think it's in those moments where the real growth and strength comes Absolutely. From. Progress and teaching yeah. moments and learning moments. Um, but there is a lunar eclipse tonight. It's partial. It's not full. Uh, and there is a full moon in Capricorn. Mm. and um, A so delicious it, time. It, indeed. And especially because Capricorn sits opposite Cancer. That's like a meaningful... It's a nice balance. And it's the second full moon during, during Cancer season. Cancer, which is ruled by the moon, has two full moons during its season because we're extra AF. <laughs> <laughs> um, but an eclipse is like definitely a time to... Uh, it visits the shadow side of mm. ourselves and sort of... Um, Let's us peer into the things that may, might make us uncomfortable or take us out of our comfort zones for sure. Yep. It's, it's all that abyss energy. So even with Mercury retrograde in play, it's like leaning into those moments where other aspects of yourself might feel a little off balance. Definitely off balance. And with the full moon in Capricorn as well, and just the Capricorn placement of this evening, um, things like your career are going to come up and things Mm. like your place in negotiations and your power your worth your sense of value exactly they're all going to feel really put on the spot today um and i know you're not listening to this live as it happens tonight but if you you know experience 
Tuesday, July 16th, and you were like, what the fuck just happened to me? Well, a lot of things. A lot, a lot of, of things, things happened. happened. And there might be that, that um, what is it called, that shadow effect before mm-hmm. and after. For sure. So you might feel a few lingering lingering feelings of just like, where am I? Who am I supposed to be? Am I being the person that I'm supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I playing up to these ideas of myself that I hold in my mind. Yeah. What does success mean to me and what am I willing to put on the line for it? mm. What am I willing to work toward and sacrifice and what am I not? Where do my limits happen? Yeah. It's a day, it's a day to consider that. It is a day to consider that. And even as we said, if it's later than that day, please do sit down and consider Do some shadow journaling. Try to think about the boundaries of the self and how things play or not play into the vision you have for yourself. And also, like, think about the things that you have control over versus the things that you don't. And, like, For sure. What fits into the middle of all of that. So I got ahead of ourselves, and I didn't even talk about what we're going to talk about. <sighs> we're here during, I guess, because there's just so much to explain for the day. Very excited. But we have a whole ass episode. We do have a whole ass a whole episode. whole ass episode. <laughs> and we've missed you. Mm. We really have. And... One of the things we wanted to let you know is that we're going to be more active on Twitter and we're going to launch an Instagram channel account. Mm-hmm. I'm an old person. A channel. Did you call it a channel? It's a channel. <laughs> Watching the program. <laughs> call us on our hotline. <laughs> Send us a letter by mail. <laughs> At Astrolushes. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's hotmail.com. <laughs> AOL. GeoCities. <laughs> oh, I would love an Astrolusha's GeoCities account. Can we actually do that? Like a dot GeoCities? Please, for the love of all the goddesses. We need to not ever have a dot com yeah. from here on out. GeoCities. It's just GeoCities. What's up? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Witch cackling. <laughs> ice, ice tingling in our red wine glasses. <laughs> I don't know if you guys do this in Pennsylvania, but in Jersey, we definitely put the ice in our wine. We have very sugary homemade wine in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Um, and I've definitely, I've worked in Italian-American restaurants where women have embarrassingly asked me, like embarrassed on their part, I should right, say. Right, right. Like, can you just put some ice in it? And I'm like, girl, yes, Honey, I, yes can. I can. Because that shit's good. It's really good. And it's this is summer. 700,000 degrees <laughs> outside right now. Thank you, cancer season. Thank you, cancer season. <laughs> it's my season. So it's actually your season and it's your birthday coming up this weekend. Saturday the 20th is my birthday. This is our first Astrolicious episode. Wow. Astro, Astrolicious. Oh, sure, sure. Astro, it's a very sure, difficult sure. word we picked for our own drunken <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but entirely appropriate. Um, <laughs> we haven't recorded an episode during either of our seasons yet. We started no. during what? Pisces? Yeah. I think our baby is a Pisces. A March. It was a March baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely wasn't Aries. It was Pisces. No, um, it was Aries. Was it Aries? Yes, because we named our first episode, What's With Your Rage or something like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm stepping it back. I accept my mistake. This is our first episode that we've recorded during one of our seasons. And I know, like, how ridiculously egotistical is that to call it my season, but it's my season. It's your season, okay? Everyone gets a season. Everyone listening, it's your season when it's your season. season. Exactly. And own it and love it and don't bitch about other seasons. Just own yours. No, yes. Be okay with other seasons. But Andy, as a cancer season person, 
I guess I'm also a Cancer Moon, but it's not my season. Um, I'd like to know what you're making of this whole Cancer season. Are you feeling the feels? Are you, mm-hmm. are you transcending all those silly notions of emotionality? What's going on? So I feel like every post I see is like, oh my god, it's Cancer season, and I can't stop crying, and I'm drowning in all my feelings, and I want to be like, suck it up. <laughs> like Cancers deal with a, a a range of emotions, high tide and low tide, every mm-hmm. single day. We're very tidal and. We are ruled by the moon, which is constantly in transition. It changes signs, like, what, every day, day and a half? Yeah. Um, we are constantly in flux. And so it's like, you know if you're sad, like, it's going to pass. Right. Like, suck it up. Oh, my God, there's another yep. feeling on the way. There's what it another is, feeling like, on the way. What it is is that it's a lot of different feelings and that people only seem to be uncomfortable with, like, certain emotions and like certain aspects of those feelings and it's like I don't like being sad and I don't like feeling concerned about everybody and worrying and it's like yeah but like in you know in a couple of hours you're gonna be feeling something else and it's like I don't know I find it really empowering I think everybody needs to get in touch with their feelings and their emotions and quite frankly cancer's job is not to sit around and like bitch and moan about their feelings it's to take all of them and use them yep exactly and so I'm like when people are struggling during cancer season I'm kind of like See, it's not easy. It's not easy it's and we not do it. Easy. And I love it. However, however, that being said, summertime sadness is like a real thing. Yeah. Birthdays are tough. Like for me, I'm not like, it's my birthday week. It's my birthday month. I'm like, oh my God, mortality is drawing down and it's I'm coming so upon old me. and oh my God, it's just, and I can see it. It's right there. Um, so I'm not like a birthday party person. I'm not a celebration birthday person. I'm like, um... I need to sit and, like, contemplate. Yeah, what it means to be alive. Exactly. Or dying. Yeah. As it were. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I love cancer season, but I accept that it's it's an emotional time. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a time of shadow work. It is. It's and not a time I, of play. But I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And, and maybe it is also a time of play because you are rejoicing that you have this one shot, this small, quick, little... Yeah flimsy thing at life exactly which is beautiful and sad and scary and amazing and Mm -hmm. generative all at once which is why like you know uh sir edmund hillary the first person to scale mount everest at least the first white man on record i should say i'm sure there are people that did it before but the first person on record is sir edmund hillary he was a cancer cancers are here to like figure it out while Mm -hmm. we're here Mm -hmm. and to go through all of the fear and like push through it um, he is one famous cancer. We're going to talk about famous cancers oh, in this we episode. Are. We have for you some t- real treats. We're going to talk about the houses. We're also going to talk about fragrances. If you want a perfume, yes, lady, man, anywhere in between, all around that gender spectrum, yep. we have some scents based on your zodiac. And line. you can also grab up an essential oil or fill your house with certain flowers or just contemplate the pairings we've put together for you, which we took a lot of time to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it'll be an interesting segment because... You know, it is the summer, and it's a time of blooming, and why not bring those bountiful, earthly delights into your life and onto your skin? Absolutely, and like, heat, heat activates scent in yes. so many ways, so you really smell things in the heat, you mm. really smell things during cancer season, and scent is the sense that is um, absolutely most associated with memory and feeling and sensitivity, right. and right. so it's really meaningful to me that during cancer season the emotional season is when you're smelling things the most oh yes you're right that nostalgic mm-hmm. like ghostly passing of a scent that just brings you right back immediately immediately if and also yeah. 
Sorry, sorry. No, 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 please. <laughs> you go. Um, there will be a Luna Luna article associated with this. So, like, everything that you're hearing right now, you can totally scribble down into a pad, but it'll also be on Luna Luna, so you can, like, reference it in the future. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, Lisa's online journal. Yes. And I think Andy's going to write it. I hope, I I hope you do. I want to write it. I really want to write it. <laughs> okay. So, we have um, houses, fragrances, pop culture, and, and being here and like recording yes. again we miss you we totally miss you but the thing we wanted to talk about really quickly before we get into the entire episode is something that we feel important to uh to bring up before we go forward um we got a one star review on itunes and you know there's a few other really lovely generous five star reviews on there and while those warm our hearts what we do find to be important are the reviews that don't maybe look like five-star reviews, the mm-hmm. reviews that maybe make us think about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And this particularly particular review uh, suggested that we were um, coming at astrology from a white perspective and a perspective that maybe appropriates mm-hmm. um, the, the, the cultural background of astrology itself. And uh, we wanted to just talk about that mm-hmm. for a few minutes because we find it very important and to also uh, make a promise to you guys that, of course, we're going to get into the history of astrology. We haven't forgotten it. We've, we've touched on the base, basics so far. Um, so No, I think, I think we've made a mistake in being... I think we've made a mistake, which happens, in being so enthusiastic about telling people like how you can find out about yourself and like what the implications are about astrology and how you can apply it that we haven't delved enough into the history and that's fair that's a really it's fair it's a very assessment. fair point and i do agree that so much of um i'm going to i'm lumping astrology in with like wellness and spirituality right because yeah. it touches on both of those things and so much of those aspects of our modern culture have been started by people of color and have been monetized by white people. Absolutely. And it's really difficult. Anytime we talk about like incense, runes, uh, it, smudging is a, is a word oh, that's been reclaimed by white people and it's not theirs to reclaim. Calling things spirit animals. Like I right. did it in the past. I did right. it for years without understanding that that was offensive. Right. And I learned about it, you know, maybe, I don't know, whatever, however many years ago. And I was like, thank you. Right. Now I know. And I, I welcome that critique because there are learning moments. Mm. Um, so I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm here for that. Um, we also recognize that because astrology has been labeled a pseudoscience, um, it has a sort of, it, it, it gets associated with certain cultures or people of color and um, it kind of makes it sound like people don't know what they're talking about when they absolutely do and it is a, it is a beautiful, richly cultural mm-hmm. tradition that, mm-hmm offers people a lot of autonomy Mm -hmm. and that's important to recognize so i'm going to make a point that uh, and this is not to speak for lisa this is to speak from my perspective which is to say that um having learned the history of of the astrology that i have studied um it it seems to me that it is babylonian and mesopotamian um and having gone to the greeks after that uh, there are definitely influences from egypt for sure uh, which has its own system. There are influences from China, which is its own astrological system. There is obviously like Indian astrology, all of that. There are, there are many, many culturally based systems. The one that we tend to study here and the one that I have uh, glommed onto and the one that I speak to you guys about 
is and the one that we talk about here on Astro is, is Babylonian and then it you know Assyrian essentially Assyrian and then it sort of traveled to Greece and through um, Mediterranean Europe and then to you know the rest the of the Western masses. world um, and even though we talk a lot about our Italian American culture on here which is something we're really proud of and we're really um, attached to both of us we Basile Tallarico we have Italian American names we have Italian names I should say. Um, I'm also one quarter Lebanese. Uh, I have, a, a, I'm more Middle Eastern than I am Italian. Um, my great grandfather was an alchemist, um, who studied astrology from Lebanon, uh, eventually then in Brazil with the Jesuits and came to America as a refugee, as a, as a Lebanese refugee. And he entered illegally. Um, and it's something that I hold very near and dear to me. And it's not that I can claim, um, not that I, I claim being Arabic, uh, even though it is a, a huge part of who I am, but I do feel like Babylonian and Assyrian culture is something that is literally in my blood, and uh, I should have pointed that out sooner. Um, and that's not to say that like I don't make mistakes and that I have not culturally appropriated, but it is to say that I have direct family lines to the study of this practice and that I'm very proud of that. Uh, that being said, there's still so much to learn. There's still so much to share. And I don't ever, ever, ever want to co-opt or um, capitalize on the work that has been done by uh, people of color or oppressed people before mine. Yep, exactly. And nor do we want to capitalize in any way um, that erases that cultural history. We, in fact, are going to do more episodes that include guests and looks at other kinds of astrology systems. Be, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I can't just, wait to do that. It's just that we started off really enthusiastically with an interest in sharing with you guys some of the very basic principles and also just our enthusiasm around general ritual and witchcraft, which is where the strega comes from. Yes. Um, so we probably should have been a little bit more clear with, yeah. with our we should have been direction. More, we should have done it in order yeah. and been more upfront and started with the history. And I, I agree Absolutely. with that. I definitely agree with that. And I, you know, as I said, my opinions and speaking about my family are not speaking for Lisa. So if you have... Uh, if you're outraged by anything I just said, please direct it toward me. Uh, and I'm here to talk about it. I'm always here to talk about it. Uh, I'd rather be uncomfortable and learn something. Yes, and we, we absolutely do appreciate the feedback. And we're not mad. We're happy that people are honest and listening and are willing to share their opinions with us. Uh, yeah, keep them coming. Keep them coming. And we're going to try to adapt to that. Where This is a conversational, friendly podcast, which doesn't aim to be academic or all in all inclusive in terms of every piece of knowledge ever. Mm-hmm. It's really just about our passions and the things that make our everyday lives better. So we try to bring to you something accessible and enriching and friendly and warm. Um, but there's absolutely room for us to grow and expand on, on uh, the things that we think we should and Absolutely. that you think we should be expanding And to on. give credit where credit is due and to be in as inclusive as possible. Yeah. Because Definitely. there's no space um, better than a space that makes space for everyone. Exactly. Um, Could not agree more. So we are going to talk about the houses and we're going to mm-hmm. get pretty foundational here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a lot of information. Yep. It could be its own everything. And a book and many books that have been written before this podcast has mm-hmm. ever been launched. I'm going to let you lead the brigade into the explanation of houses, and then I'm going to join in, Lisa. Cool. So when we think about the houses and we think about clocks, 
clocks mm-hmm. as we know it, they have 12 hours. Well, there are 12 houses. And essentially, the zodiac begins with the first house, which is sort of like hour one. And as you move through time or move through the houses, you kind of expand on time or expand on the human identity. And that's what the houses are teaching us or telling us or offering us as ways of reflecting. And mm-hmm. each of the houses are represented by a specific sign. Mm-hmm. So when you see you know, your sign in a certain house. So, okay, so when you're looking at your <laughs> nail chart, right? So here it is. It's so complicated. It's very complicated. The moment you were born, the stars were all aligned in a certain pattern. It's like a snapshot of the sky that makes up your natal chart. And we've talked about planets extensively. So, like, your, you know, your Venus is in Leo. Right. You know, as an example, right? But it's also in a house based upon the timing of that, right? And so... For example, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm naming mine because it's easiest. Uh, my Venus is in Leo in eighth house, which right. is sort of aligned with like Scorpio and the basis of that. Because so, Scorpio is the eighth house. Exactly. That's I, that. And so my Venus is in Leo as informed by the hour of the eighth house, basically. So it's like a filter being run over the mm-hmm. information that you have. Exactly. And so it's important information to know. Uh, it is only easily done through apps unless you're extremely good at math right we are not <laughs> no. are you good at math in high school lisa oh me yeah. oh oh i failed all my classes <laughs> so thanks no i'm not what's the highest level of math you've achieved um zero credit introductory algebra which i failed okay i got to algebra two. Oh wow yeah you're a genius yeah i did with like a b minus which was really bad for that's me that's just that is not honors level though they were like leagues and leagues ahead of me they were like trig and i was like i don't what's that if i had a, if i <laughs> let me just put it to you this way the the possibility of me having a b minus or whatever you just said b minus yeah, yeah. in math mm-hmm. is the same possibility as president trump being huh. a good president can we not call him president trump, no he's though? a he's a fucking horrible monster. i can't say right. those two you can't words you're together. right i know because you know what it is because my day job i have to write articles about politics sometimes i have to refer to him as i that. can't do it my brain like i get it why i, I mean, know i hear it I all know. day long it's horrible i can't say it the he's, words will not be right he's not a president he's a it doesn't he, matter a racist rapist he's a racist rapist who is just a horrible white nationalist piece of piece of shit, shit. Yeah. yeah anyway uh, so math is not our <laughs> strong suit <laughs> I, I, I was in all honors in AP classes except for my math classes. Oh, girl, me too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was a mess. Such a thing. I was a mess. But it's, it's important to astrology. So if you want to know your houses, yeah. if you're good at math, go ahead and do it yourself. I applaud you. Yeah. If you're like me, you plug it into an app and it gives you the math all done. Yeah, and then you can, you can look at everything, write everything down, mm-hmm. and then kind of... Assess. Look at what things look like through certain, but anyway. So even though like the houses align with the signs, they still have some overarching meanings that might not be completely obvious. So we're gonna give you a brief rundown, super brief, of like the themes that are associated with each house. Yep, we're gonna look at the houses, mm-hmm. the signs associated, what the houses mean, and the planets that rule those houses. And we're off to the races. You start, Lisa. <sighs> Alrighty. So the first house is basically Aries. It is ruled by Mars, and it is the house of the self. It's mm-hmm. your first house. So it's like the first hour on the clock, and you think to yourself, it's the beginning of all, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is the self yeah. in general. Second house uh, is what we associate with Taurus, obviously. It has to do with material values. It has to do with home. It has to do with your comfort levels. It has to do with like the things that you, uh, what you work toward to put around yourself, mm-hmm. basically. 
um, materialistically. Right. Um, and so it's very concerned with um, success as it relates to your home space. Yeah. Um, more I, so than your public success. It has to do with like... Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And it's ruled by Venus, so it has to do with comfort and beauty and surrounding yourself with what you've made. Yeah. Uh, what you associate with comfort and material. Yeah. Uh, okay, so your third house is associated with Gemini. And it is of communication and it is ruled by Mercury. Mercury mm-hmm. is communication. So <sighs> this makes sense because Gemini, Gemini shows up to the party, they're going to talk your ear off and yeah. they're going to entrance you mm-hmm. in anything they say. So it, if you just think about it like that, you can kind of mm-hmm. go from there. I don't know if we talked about like the, um, uh, like the sacred human of the Zodiac so that every sign is associated with a body part. Ooh. Which way can, we can do? So Aries is the head. We should do that. Taurus same. is the neck. Uh, Gemini is the throat. It's the talker. It's yeah. the communicator. It's the throat. It's the communicator. Um, so fourth house is associated with cancer. It is completely concerned with domesticated life. It has to do with um, the world that is private to you and not public. It has to do with your relationships within family, the house that you create for yourself, the family that you create for yourself. Not just the family that you were born with or the family that you physically made, but the family that you surround yourself with. It's it's concerned with every aspect of domesticated life. And it's associated with the moon. Yes, indeed. And the cancer body part is the breast. So the crab claws double as breasts. Interesting. I guess that is like an actual symbol of nur- nurturing it's the nourishing mother. it's the mother of the zodiac so the breasts are sort yeah. of you know in the most basic primal terms obviously everybody can be a mother of any gender. and everyone has nipples and, and you don't need yeah. to be you don't need to have breasts to be a mom but speaking right. in the zodiac um breasts are the cancer symbol yeah okay uh, fifth house the fifth house is leo associated with your creative work your recreation the things that you make the the things that you bring to the table it's ruled by the sun so it also is very concerned with leadership yes exactly so and, and public leadership public leadership mm-hmm. those shows of those shows of leadership so what you make what you do how how you message that um, a certain literal solar loudness a life giving force of what you do that's what that that's what the fifth house is so mm-hmm. you know if if you yeah, I have, I have a lot to say, but we're going to breeze through all these. Yeah, go ahead. Sixth house, <laughs> represented by Virgo, has to do very much with our work, our studies, our habits, right? You know, those Virgos, they, they I'm, love... I'm, you have been down on Virgos. I'm really into Virgos lately. We're going to talk about this in a future episode. I have a shift. I have a shift. I'm like really into Virgos lately. By the, just real quick interruption. I think it's important that one day we, we talk about uh, astrological bias. Oh, yeah. And why we have it and why it's not fair. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, why I don't like Virgos. So part of the houses <laughs> thing, like if you really start reading about houses, there's a lot of really good information out there. We're being really brief because it's just way too much to cover. But uh, I read that wherever your sixth house aligns in your chart is the, the sign that you have the most bias against. Interesting. And in my chart, it's Gemini, which is so true. I even named them. Remember last episode, we were like, what's your least favorite? Wow. And I was like, I hate to say it, but it's Gemini. That's my sixth. Anyway. Oh, wow. I would love to know what mine is. I'm going to have to check. So sixth house, as it stands in just the general order, is our work life. Um, the, the labor that we do to attain what we need. Um, it has to do with 
uh, balance and order and organization. Yeah. All the Virgo things, ruled by Mercury. Well, the seventh house is Libra. Ooh, relationships. Relationships, partnerships, togetherness, the coming together of ideas and ideals. Um, This is ruled by Mercury. So... Venus. Seventh is Libra. I'm sorry, Venus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is actually funny because I actually have... Libra. You've got Libra all over your chart. Yeah, I, I have Libra. I have a stellium. Yeah. And Libra is my Venus, mm-hmm. which I've always felt quite... Anyway, so Venus is actually... Oh, God. I almost knocked over my wine. <gasps> a sin. That would be a sacrilege for this podcast. <laughs> it's literally like the professional juice that keeps us going. It is. It is. The professional juice. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> the seventh house is... Uh, you know relationships partnerships um and all yeah yeah so yeah basically how you fit into a group situation how you lead others Mm -hmm. the connections that you make what you bring to the world when you work Mm -hmm. with others eighth house eighth house it's actually very important in my chart i have a ton of eighth house in my Mm. chart uh, which is represented by scorpio uh which has to do with the the underworld like the netherworld of yourself secrets needs intensities Mm. um concerns with loyalty versus betrayal um sort of extreme thinking patterns yeah um like very decisive uh but also very loyal based on that um eighth house is if you have if you if you see eighth house popping up pay attention sort it's sort of this is sort of it legitimately intensifies whatever placement it's in it's so like my poor venus is like ugh. so intense and even my sun sign is in the eighth house there's just a lot um it's heavy if you see eighth house pop up just take note okay okay so the ninth is sagittarius mm. Sages are all about travel and higher thinking, learning, philosophy. exploration, philosophy, Extra expansion version. in a certain well, Jupiter way. Jupiter is ruled. Jupiter rules that. Jupiter is about how we it's expand. expand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is definitely the house of just transcending the self, thinking bigger, thinking greater, discovery, exploration. Not a lot of emotion. I mean. <laughs> Underneath they do. Not really. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a bias. Bias. They might have something going on underneath the surface. We don't know. Let us know. Call in and let us know. Are you a Sagittarius with real emotions? Sagittarius are brave with everything but their emotions. Sorry. Tenth house. Ooh. That's some fighting words right there. Shots fired. Shots fired. I'm here for it. Are you guys here for it or you're pissed off I'm a rising Sag. I get it. You can say anything you want. I I own it. Yeah. (laughs) Tenth house, Cap. <laughs> Capricorn. So, of course, it's concerned with career, prestige. It's ruled by Saturn. So, where Jupiter is about our expansion, Saturn is sort of what limits us. Saturn is, like, here to, like, uh, put a kibosh on your party plans. Yep. Saturn's here to be like, oh, did you think you were good at that? That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a problem because, honestly, as a Capricorn rising, it's always I'm always after the next bit best accomplishment. Uh, anyone strive harder than a Capricorn. No. I don't think they do. We don't. I think they are the biggest strivers. We're the biggest strivers, and yeah, it's the little voice in our minds that tell us or ask us to assess what does it really mean? Like, Mm -hmm. why do we want this so badly? Mm -hmm. And it's it's almost poisonous. Our accomplishments are like uh, half 
incredible half limiting mm -hmm. in a way mm -hmm. um so yeah saturn is that planet it's really making you assess your shit yeah That's all right up. so the 11th is my almost favorite sign on the mm -hmm. zodiac aquarius this is about ideals and friendships and doing good things for the world and it an is exterior view rather than an interior yeah very exterior almost Sag and Aquarius are both very exterior. Yeah, very exterior. It's almost it's almost like you want to sit an Aquarius down and say, mm -hmm. "Hello. What is going on in there?" And yeah, they do have this this beautiful idealistic fantasy. They'll tell you, but you might not understand it. Yeah, it's like in hieroglyphics or emojis or <laughs> not linking the two. Oh god, that was another thing I shouldn't have said. But I'm not linking hieroglyphics to emojis, although in a certain way, symbols are the way that we talk about things. Throughout time, they always have been, but and, you know, we are like not sigils, equating not equating the sacred language of hieroglyphics. What what I'm trying to say emojis. is that sometimes you just don't understand on the surface, uh, or for face value, what an Aquarius might tell you. But there's something beautiful and almost eternal underneath mm -hmm. all of it. And lastly, twelfth house, um, represented by Pisces, of course, and Neptune. Uh, Pisces. Everything in twelfth house has to do with the subconscious, the ethereal, the unknown, the intuitive. Uh, the dark, the hard to see, the I feel that but I don't know how to name it with my language uh, aspects of yourself, which are deeply important and I don't think always get the respect they deserve. Mm. Um, I think we live in a really scientific age. I think we live in a really disbelieving age. I think we live in a really faithless age and Pisces encompasses all of those aspects and we need them. We, we need do. them for it. 12th house is is a good one um it's an important one yeah no it is no, they're all important i don't mean that but they're all important we just need we need a little bit more 12th house in our lives right now i think i think yeah as a society as a globe we all need to be looking inside and mm -hmm. thinking to ourselves what we could be doing to grow so if you guys have any questions about the houses feel free to tweet us we really it's too hard in one episode. Exactly. We'll also be probably at some point creating a list of resources for people to check out, which we'll have on a future website or we'll tweet out to you guys. So there's a lot on houses that we, we frankly are not capable of covering in a given episode. So, you know, think about those things. Take some notes. Take a look at your chart. Uh, go to Sanctuary World and look at... Sanctuary World's the best. Best app. Look at... Like, we trust them plug more, in than your the, chart. more than the other app. More than the other app. Which will, I will not name. I love how clandestine we're being about this. It appeals to my Scorpio, like, anger and rage and Well, I, I think secrecy. on the first episode I said we were like the mafia of the Zodiac, Cancer, and Scorpio, and I'm being that right now. I'm like, we you so... know who the enemy is. You know where they are. I'm not calling them the actual enemy. <laughs> They're not the enemy. I do have loyalties to Sanctuary World. Brand loyal. They're brand loyal. It's fine. They're um, the real thing. They are the real thing, and they're not trying to scare you into clicking on a link Fucking to get information. Fucking clickbait bullshit. No. Today, are you feeling an omen? Uh, is something scary happening? Or it's like, stop with the drama already. And I'm like, excuse you. Get off Ex my screen. Agreed. It's rude. Get the hell out of here. It's rude. GTFO. GTFO. Go well, to Sanctuary World. They're the best. We're literally not being paid to say this, you guys. Not at all. We're literally no, not. No in one slightest. pays us for anything. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. We, we push apothic wine. Apothic doesn't This know. This apothic wine that you, you like, hear in those glasses. See? Oh, not being paid. <laughs> that's the sound of not being paid. That's, that's the sound of our poor asses drinking. For your sake, we drink because we love you. <laughs> 
Capricorn Rising would say, that's the sound of not getting paid. <laughs> and the Cancer would say, that's the sound of me. Drinking for you. Because guys. I love you. Uh, okay. Well, if you guys want to pay us, please do. Next segment. I'm, I'm <laughs> so excited for this. This we've is the worked, best segment. We've worked so hard on this. We have. We've if worked you, so if hard. If you don't listen to anything else we do ever, ever again, please know us. <laughs> at, at, come to my funeral and read this segment. <laughs> These girls, they came up with the fragrances at one time. It's like they, they just knew. They knew what, what smelled good. Ambergris? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Nothing is happening. Nothing important. <laughs> Took a hard left. Took a hard left well, in Jersey I Avenue. Just became... <laughs> I just became Johnny Fragrance. Fragrance. <laughs> I'm, I'm Steve Aroma. And you guys are like, why are my animals like taking a shit on the dining room table? It must we're, be a full moon. That's we're doing us. the verbal equivalent of that. We <laughs> are. We literally are. Although this episode is brought to you by by Johnny Aroma, <laughs> Steve, Steve Aroma, Steve. and Johnny Fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you guys did not click on Astro Lushes to get some sober shit. But also, you're welcome. <sighs> okay. Okay. <All> right. <laughs> Tell me, Steve Aroma. <laughs> yes, Johnny. Fragrance. Tell me. <laughs> it must be the Latin. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about... Um, we're going to go by elements, right? Christ. You see the mascara down yeah. on my face? I know. It's real, you guys. I know. I'm like spitting on the phone. Because we're recording this on a phone because we have no money. Mm-hmm. But we love you. Are we going to go element by element? Uh, let's do the element in order of the signs. But let's talk about how we came up with the thing. Okay. okay. So, like, I've read many because um, I'm interested in perfume. And I'm actually going to give a shout out to a good friend from home in Scranton, Pennsylvania. My friend Stacy Giovanucci, uh, Strega Extraordinaire, owns a company called Alchemy Home Company. Alchemy Home Company, look it up. Um, she makes natural fragrances and organic fragrances. Um, you can buy like pre-made scents, but she, what her like real thing is, is that she makes bespoke mm. scents based Love upon it. like psychological surveys. So you can fill out like a little form and be like, here's who I'm buying it for. And she will hand make you one. And I helped, I had the privilege of helping her with that for a while when I was living in Scranton and I got to like be around a lot of fragrances and sort of get to know them in a, in an up close and personal way. And, uh, uh, anyway, so there are like a million lists out there. You can read an article. It's like, if you're a cancer, you should buy this perfume. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Great. It's great. We made our own. We made our own. They're not about a perfume you should buy. They are about the elements that yeah. we think represent each sun sign through the scent of, through the sense of scent. If we really wanted to go crazy with it, yeah. we could have the, the, different layers of notes Mm -hmm. represent your sun moon and rising yes but we're not there yet we did not do that we're not there yet we did a conglomerate for each sun sign that's that's however a future we can get into that we can launch a business but this is this is the beginning it's the beginning and it's it's pretty damn good let me tell you something i had to do with fragrance once (laughs) excuse me i actually um i actually was hired by weirdly this is so weird to say out loud hired by valentino to write poems for 
um, each of their new fragrances. I fucking love You didn't tell me that. I didn't tell you. How I know. You never told me that. It happened in 2013 and I forgot. Lisa. I know. I forgot. I'll send it to you. They never launched the line. It was supposed to be called, I don't actually think I'm allowed to say this legally. I signed an NDA. So I won't tell you guys the name of the, the perfume, but I'll tell you later. Um, uh, it was a secrets. Yeah. There was a, um, uh, a a set of eight fragrances, four for women, four for men, which is bullshit. Obviously really, you know, nonsensical, uh, and silly. Maybe that's why they never launched, but they were like, yeah, we're going to send you some fragrances. Uh, and then can you write tiny little poems based off of each of them and then name them? It was amazing. Oh my God. What a dream job. It was a dream job. And I was like, okay, this is the start of my new career. Did they pay you for it? They paid me. Good. And then they never launched it. And I was like, this is my dream job, except that, you know, you guys just shelved my work, which is fine. Cause like I could totally use these poems somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But that was my that was my only my only single um, experience with fragrance, mm-hmm. but I loved it and I really appreciate fragrance and the uh, the nostalgia that it brings to mind. So let's do this. Let's go in order by the elements okay. within. So it goes fire, earth, air, water. Yep. Right. So let's read them in that. So we like we spent so much time on this. <laughs> so much time. So much time. So we're gonna let's just like launch in. Let's start yep. with fire. Let's start with. Aries is really good. I like our Aries. Aries is possibly the best. It sounds like a fragrance we might want to eat. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you do it because it's so good. It's so good. So, in honor of my baby brother, David, who is an Aries, um, we're going to assign black pepper, cocoa, chili, and ginger to you, Aries. Oh, it's so spicy. It's spicy. It's It's got this kick. It's so sexy. It's so forward. It's strong. And it's in your face. It is ready to be there. It you cannot deny unapologetic. it. Unapologetic. Yep. It's just kicking down the door. That is a sexy scent. It's fucking delicious. Anybody would be lucky to wear that. Kicking down the door. only be worn by Aries. Oh, I Or people great. of Aries persuasion <laughs> in their personality. Aries allies. Yes. People who want to Aries rising. <laughs> maybe, maybe Mars and Aries. Whatever. Because your sex is Maybe there. if the moon is in Aries that night, you want to pop it see, on. See those elements again. Oh, black pepper, cocoa, chili, and ginger. God damn it. Okay. Love it. Next up, Leo. We all know Leos are the celebrities. They're, the little, show they're a little extra. Extra the AF. glamorous. TM. <laughs> <laughs> so we chose Roses, Champagne, and Ylang Ylang. Mm. Now, okay. Roses, everybody's going to want roses in right. there. Everyone their, loves right, roses. Everyone roses. They're the, like the... Queen of the flowers. Exactly. Um, and I think they can apply to many signs. But when I think of, like, the king and queen, I think of royalty. And I immediately think of the lion-hearted Leo. Yeah. Right? And, and champagne, as a scent, is not something that's normally... We don't have anything else in here that's, like, a, I don't know. That's, we really don't have yeah. anything else that's not an actual scent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Ylang Ylang is sort of like this... How... No. It's the... Um, Oh, why did we choose it? Why did we choose it? We re- we, we chose it. it to kind of balance out the softness of champagne and the expectation of roses. Ylang mm-hmm. Ylang brings a sort of unexpected yes. Uh, yes. pop to it all, which yes. is what Leos bring because they're glamorous. They want only the best. They want the champagne. They want the roses. Bitches, bring me roses. Bring me champagne. Mm-hmm. But Ylang Ylang is also like... It's the earthly element. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, roses are obviously of the earth, but there's something very ethereal and like majestic. Yeah, exactly. Ylang is like... Balancing it out a little bit. Exactly. All right. Talking about Sag. All right. Sagittarius. Okay. So Sagittarius, we started off and we were like, 
Okay, they must be tobacco and they must be clove. And then I said, now it's just a bunch of teenagers standing outside of a goth show smoking. Or they're like in a, in a jazz lounge or something. <laughs> so, what can we add to Sag? To tobacco and clove? We gave them gardenia. Just because, you know, Sag has this, like, flirty, Mm. obviously... Easily digestible, easy to be around. Curious, worldly quality that you would think of, like, a garden that's just blooming and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. expanding. Isn't Gardenia the flower that, like, Billie Holiday wore behind her ear, too? Yeah, I think it Mm -hmm. is. I think it might be. That's lovely. Uh, It just feels perfect for Sag. Okay, so we started with fire. Let's go to earth. Let's start with Taurus, the first Earth sign. I really like Taurus's. Taurus is great. So um, we went for patchouli as a base note, obviously. Green apple and primrose. Mm. I think that sounds edible. It's so delightful. Um, So obviously Tauruses are like rooted in the earth, rooted in the material, rooted in work and labor and Mm. um, like, like pushing your heels into the ground and settling like mm. like making your steak and i i just look at patchouli as being so of the earth and a lot of people like associate with patchouli with like hippies and like that really just like pure oil scent and it's not that at all patchouli is actually the base of so many beautiful perfumes that we know and love it's in coconut it's in like coco chanel it's in chanel number yeah. no. five it's in coco mademoiselle it's in it's really a base note to a lot more than we think it it's is. in so many perfumes yeah um, but when you cut that with like the, the sweetness of green apple, mm. which is so pure and, and the clean. traditionalness of primrose. Yes, yes. It's just Ugh, very Taurus. Taurus. Get on it. Okay. Um, so we're going to go to Cap. No, we're going to Virgo. Oh, Virgo, sorry. Quit doing this to Virgo. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. <gasps> Lisa. Just kidding. I love you guys. She takes a huge glug of wine after she says that. Look, readying herself to talk to talk to the Virgos. <laughs> this is like Queen Elizabeth giving a fucking Christmas speech. Okay, <laughs> I don't know how to talk to the people. <laughs> people are Virgos. I'm only kidding. You Look, pray. I'm the worst. I love you. Fire me. <laughs> You're fired from our non-paying job. Honestly, I love Virgos. Beyonce's a Virgo. Virgos are great. Virgos just underscore this intense insecurity in me that is a me problem and not a them problem. And I'm willing to talk about that more in a future episode. But for Virgo, we did a really beautiful scent. It mm-hmm. is cedar, oak moss, and vetiver. Oh, that's gorgeous. Earthy scents. Beautiful oh. scents. They're, they're really like, they're clean. They're mm-hmm. ready. They're ready to be understood. But it's the kind of thing, like, I want to, like, get really close, close to someone's intimate. neck and like inha- understand inhale it. that yeah. scent yeah. and it's not a forward scent like the Aries which is like bam you no. walk in bam I want to have sex with that person the Virgo scent is like you have to get close mm. you have to like you really have to understand it yeah yeah. I love it I love it it's hot as hell god next up is Capricorn oh you fancy you fancy <laughs> uh, so we did um, bourbon Bourbon is very sexy on the skin. Very sexy. Musk as the base note. Musk um, is, again, it, like, but truly, it's the base note of so many great perfumes. But there's something about musk that feels both earthly and elegant and luxurious all at the same time. Mm. Musk was really hard to come by for many years. Um, so it feels really special. And Capricorns are, like, success bent. So I'm saying bourbon, musk, leather, because 
they're they have that side of them like trent reznor capricorn like oh they have God. that side and lily 100%. of the valley lily of the valley has yes. that top note yes to like sweeten it but also like even though it's a flower and it's floral it has a very green scent it has a very earthly it does floral scent and capricorns aren't all hard there is a layer of sensitivity there one that they have to work on, and I think the lily of the lily of the va- wow, lily of the valley. Ashish, speaks to that um, yes. in a really lovely and gentle sort of way. The yeah. cap is, I think, highly misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Very misunderstood. Um, I definitely rub up against Capricorns. I have no Earth in my chart, um, and Capricorn sits opposite Cancer, uh, and so some of some of my most challenging relationships are with Capricorns and I have a tendency to be mm. like fuck those guys but really in essence I, I learn more from them than probably exactly. anyone else it seems that we've both come up against our earth <laughs> our earth foe <laughs> <laughs> like stop being so logical god damn it okay stop making me think about myself <laughs> all right next up we're on air you're up okay so what I mean how did I make this yeah, okay, I did it correctly. Did. <laughs> We're going to talk about Gemini. So Gemini, we've got the bergamot. Bergamot. The, the bergamot? I think. I don't know. Somebody you know, tell I, us. Somebody tell us. Write it in. It's us. probably bergamot. I also can't pronounce things correctly. And maybe this is yes, probably. Yes, you do. Bergamot, anise, anise. I say anise. And limon. I mean lemon. <laughs> So let me repeat that for you guys. Bergamot, anise, and lemon. This is a good one. This is a good <laughs> it one. It is a good one. It, it, it's, uh, we, we threw a little anise in there because I thought that the Gemini, with their ability to adapt and kind of have these multiple layers to them, the anise is a, is a, con, it's a sign, it's a, I mean, it's a scent of contention. Like, you either love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. That's the licorice type. It's divisive. Yeah, it's like uvo. What is it called? The uzo, that mm-hmm. drink. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. either fucking love it or you're like, I will never drink that again. Mm-hmm. And so I think that really fits the bill well with Gemini. Um, and, and Andy went with the bergamot and the lemon, which I think is perfect. They're just both, like, really forward um, and bright. They are bright. And cleansing. And um, Gemini is that. Mm-hmm. They are very bright. They're here to, like... They're like the sun. I know that Leo is the sun and Gemini is Mercury, but they're like really opening to me. Like they, they just want everybody to talk about everything. They do. Uh, it's, they're like caffeine to me. They are, yeah. And so like even the association of bergamot that we put into Earl Grey tea feels really appropriate. Like it's like a wake-up call. It is a wake-up call. But it's a wake-up call with like, it's not just your straight afternoon tea. It's a little extra. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. something really lovely about that. Libra. Oh, Libras are so pretty. I have a stellium of Libra. I have um, Jupiter, Saturn, and something else further out, all in Libra. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Much Libra. Mm-hmm. Much Libra. Uh, they're ruled by Venus. Uh, you know, I think Libra is like a divisive sign of that, like, everybody loves to make fun of them for being indecisive and, mm. like, not being able to make a decision. Um, but it's that diplomatic nature that serves them. And they're also the only sign that's not represented by something living. They're represented by the scales right. of justice, which is a little tough. Um, but they're ruled that by Venus. That is such a harsh yeah. reality. Yeah. Way to be, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's so much beauty. They really understand. They really understand flirtation, love, romance, beauty, balance. It's just that they're not quick to, like, side with things because there's so much to take in. Exactly. And because they're concerned with making the right 
decision. I think that's kind of beautiful. And they're such people, pre- people, people. People, so, people. So, like, they love walking into a party, and even if you've got, like, your best face on or your, mm-hmm. or your worst face on, they're going to see something in you and, like, mm-hmm. be able to fold that into the scheme of things. I'm going to go ahead and say that Libras give the best parties. Sagitt- Libras give the best parties. Sagittarians think they do, and they're pretty close. They're pretty close. Libras give the best parties. Yeah, they do. So for their scent, we were really concerned with, like, all that beauty and romance yeah. and, like, the way they make people feel. Mm. You just love to be you around love it. them. You love it. You're just draped in candlelight and velvet and conversation. Yes. You think you're the center of the universe. Yeah, they really do make everyone feel like the center of the and universe. And then they're like, oh, wait, I was supposed to call you? So we gave them, <laughs> we're going to start with the light, like, top note of violet. Because violet is so pretty as a scent, as a top note. Oh, gosh. And the it's only a, other rose here is for Libra. The only other rose. So they get violet, rose, and then they get a base note of Oud, mm. which is from agarwood which is the world's most expensive wood to harvest by the way it's um and the oil of it oud is often called liquid gold it's so expensive and my god i think if anybody deserves the most expensive oil in the world it's the beautiful libra it is the beautiful libra i also felt like it could have fit for taurus but libra got libra got it yeah we're going there well they yeah. venus yeah mm-hmm. they deserve it next air sign last air sign all right. It's your babies. It's my little favorites. Um, the Aquarius. We gave you guys eucalyptus, sage, and peppermint, which I feel is perfect for you all because you are so expanding, and literally you use all of these uh, scents or, or herbs or plants to kind of like to decongest your body, to open up, to... Um, dilate to, to breathe yeah just to just to be and and expand and transcend the confines of the body like these are just so bright and so airy and so movement full i also i love the play of words upon choosing sage as a scent and as a representative mm. of aquarian because they really are the sages they really are the sages um they are like the seers they are they because they don't see just into the immediate and they're not the kind of person they have a bird's eye view yeah they have like even more than that they have like a cosmic sun's eye view like they look at everything so hugely in a way that i am almost incapable of i respect it so much i know so when i think of like scents like eucalyptus sage peppermint these are all like opening they're so uplifting Mm -hmm. yeah i love them yeah it's like when people hang eucalyptus in their shower yeah it's like you're cleansing yourself of this earthly coil and you're just kind of like... I hang you eucalyptus in my shower and I live with an Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> Same, actually. I started hanging eucalyptus recently and I live with a Capricarius. See that? See? Although, more of a Cap, probably, right? I think he's more Aquarius, but anyway. Interesting. You live with him. <laughs> lastly, only because it's actually last, not because they're actually best, which they actually we are. We do Sorry. save the best for last. Oh, just Water kidding. signs. Just kidding. I'm going to let you say cancer because it's me and then I will expound upon it, but it is the first water sign. All right, but I want to say Scorpio. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so for Cancer, we gave Cancer... Now, these might seem a little soft at first, but think. Think with us. We've gave Cancer vanilla. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jasmine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then orange blossom. Okay. Ooh la la. So that sounds very tame and gentle, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Vanilla gets this terrible rap. It's like vanilla silky. Vanilla. First of all, there are like a million types of vanilla, and yes, it's really are. unfair that it gets labeled as like the boring thing. It's not boring. Um, it's not boring. It's, it's unbelievably it's, sexy. Yeah, and it's 
it's the kind of um, scent or flavor that you have to spend time with to understand the nuances of. Mm-hmm. You have to let vanilla settle on the back of your tongue and slowly slide down your throat before you realize, oh my God, this is one of the most sensual experiences I've ever had. Absolutely. But to pick from flavors where it's like, bam, you've got chocolate, peanut butter, or swirl, you've got, bam, like, you know. That's the thing. Party cake. Sneaks up on explosions. you. Explosions. Cancer is like a slow mm-hmm. release. Jasmine is extremely sexy as a oh flower. Oh, Jasmine's lovely. And orange blossom eventually later in life becomes neroli oil but orange blossom as it starts out is the you know it's a the flower it doesn't smell like oranges but it's from the orange tree uh and it turns into one of the sexiest scents out there yeah and then we have uh we have pisces scorpio, scorpio is, yeah, i'm sorry yeah i did want to do scorpio, yeah, do scorpio. Then you do, okay 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 so speaking of orange blossom turning <laughs> into neroli yes the spirit of transformation that Scorpio inhabits. We've got a Scorpio with neroli, amber, and orchid. God, that's sexy. So neroli is this like beautiful sun that's almost it's 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 almost foreign when you smell it. You don't understand what it's trying to say to you or do for you, but it's just like this kind of spicy, kicky, uh, unexpected floral scent that it's not even floral really. It's it's more just like. Oh, it's beautiful. Exotic. It's exotic. It's just, it's sort of like a, a, a garden inhabited by spirits. It, it makes you think <laughs> of sex without you even realizing you're thinking about sex. Or like the sex that happens when you're just touching and it seems like so much more, but it's not. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then amber, because it's this deep, beautiful. Ancient. Ancient. It's a fossil. Yeah. And then we've got orchid, which is just to kind of give this like beauty and this sensuality and this and a sensitive sweetness. exotic bloom. Yeah. It's exactly. also very sensitive. It dies very easily. It does like die. Like Scorpio. Very, yeah, exactly. And we want to do that. So what about Pisces? Pisces is the last one. Uh, we I love went, this. We went really deep with Pisces. We thought hard. They are. We thought hard here. So we went for salt water, right? Mm. So like the oceanic depths. But with ambergris. Which is a scent that comes from whale fat, which I know is not like PC. I get that. But ambergris as a scent is a beautiful thing. It smells beautiful is all I'm trying to say. And it seems appropriate um, to take from like the most majestic mm. oceanic. Ocean yeah. yeah. And then the top note of that being iris. Yes. And also ambergris can be created in a lab and you can use synthetic and not have to kill whales for it. And there's a lot of synthetic <laughs> yes. uh, synthetic scents out there. And there so are, I just mean the scent of, of ambergris, no matter where it comes from, I'm not right. advocating the killing of whales. But iris is a top note when it, when it has this like powdery smell. Yeah. It almost it can almost affect like a baby powder smell. Yeah. Which is very sweet and it's innocent. It's sweet and dreamy and soft and sleepy. But then when you play that against like the deep oceanic scent, yeah. it's like you have both the ancient and the brand new. And to yeah. me, that is totally Pisces at the end of the Zodiac. It really is. It's it's like that that beautiful dream state between mm-hmm. being as far down into the depths and as surface as possible. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. Um, and that's fragrances. And if you want to find perfumes based on that, um, you can literally go to like Lucky Scent or Fragrantica.com. Yep. Great and put sites. in, I want a perfume with these notes. And you can plug them in and it will recommend perfumes for you with those notes. Okay, that was so fun. I love talking about fragrance. <laughs> Let's move on to our pop culture segment. Oh, yay. I missed it. We didn't do it last time. No, we really didn't. Yeah. We really didn't. But we have big news, which we think you probably have heard. Um, Lana Del Rey, the queen of summertime sadness, is not a Gemini. She is, in fact, a Cancer. And so 
like there's a lot of information about cusps out there, whether or not you believe in them. But the fact of the matter is that at the hour you were born on the day that the signs change actually tells you whether or not you are one or the other. And she's born on the cusp and everybody has assumed for so long that she was a Gemini and people during Gemini season were pointing her out and she like posted on social media, like actually I was born at such and such a time. I'm I'm a cancer. cancer. And I was like, Bitch, anybody who invented summertime sadness, TM trademark, owned by Lana Del Rey, <laughs> is 100% a cancer because that is not Gemini feels. Whew, she's a cancer. Welcome to the club, Lana. And speaking of cancer and cancer season in general, I have made a very thorough Spotify list of cancer songs that are about, uh, like, written by or performed by cancers or that really um, encapsulate the cancer feelings or mood. Um, and so oh, there's everything so from like, uh, the Ronettes be my baby is on there, even though, uh, you know, um, they're not cancers, uh, you know, uh, Ronnie Spector was an Aries, but like the whole idea of be my baby is a very cancerian feeling, but then also like Lana is on there and so many other cancers and we're going to get into famous cancers later, but we are going to post that playlist for you on our new Instagram at Astrolushes. Exactly. Um, and so you can follow it and let me know what you think of it. And it's on Twitter right now, isn't it? It is on Twitter right now. So you can go to our Twitter right now, at find that Spotify, and listen to it, you guys, because it's made by a cancer for cancers. And there's a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. And I made it because I love you all. <laughs> we love you guys. So, okay, guessing right. game. Okay. So Lana is our, like, queen cancer. Yeah. We're going to, I've come up with two people that I love Andy to guess. Two people that we both really love and admire. And have been talking about recently. And, have been talking about and we're recently. wondering about. Yep. So, Andy, are you ready? I am ready. Whew. Okay. I'd like to know what you think about Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Who is my all, girl? I fucking love her. Um, I just recently, we brought her up because I just recently saw, it's not new, it, like brand new, but she was on David Letterman's uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, mm. talking about, um, first of all, foster care, um, which is something that is extremely near and dear to you, Lisa. Yes. Um, uh, I'm going to speak for Lisa for one second and just say that Lisa has been through the foster yep. care system and has written about it. Um, you were published in the New York Times mm-hmm. uh, with your like memoir piece mm-hmm. about what it means uh, and how the effects and uh of the foster care system and also just like the the problems that exist within the country um and hearing tiffany haddish speak like i had only known her as a comedic performer um and watching her talk to david letterman and she's like so readily available to tears she was crying very easily but like wiping them away and talking through it and i just i had this one impression of her and then seeing her speak on that show i was like actually my impression is wrong and obviously everyone has a performance side and i get that but, um, wow, I, she moved me so deeply. Yeah. Um, she's incredible. She's the fucking best. <laughs> we are lucky to have Tiffany Haddish. Yes, we are. In this we timeline really that we live on right now. So what do you think So sign is? Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. Is that, like, previous to this interview, I would have been, like, fire sign. Right. Fire sign, fire sign, fire sign. Fire Maybe sign. an Aries, possibly a Sag. Yeah. Um, Seeing her interview with David Letterman, I was like, maybe there's some water sign in there just because she's so... Emotionally available. Yeah. She was very emotionally available, even though she would, like, laugh it off, um, which is, like, very Cancerian, Mm. to be like, yes, I'm vulnerable, but yes, I accept 
how I don't want to make you do the work for my emotionality and I'll mm. bring it back. Um, I do think though, still, even her, um, presentation, she still feels very fire, but I think there's probably like water in there. But as, as a sun sign, I'm guessing Aries or Sagittarius. So can you look it up? Okay. And can you please tell me <laughs> what Tiffany Haddish is? And I could be, I mean, who fucking, maybe she's like an Aquarius and I'm just so off the mark, but that's what I'm feeling. I would be shocked if she's an Aquarius. So I'm going to look it up. On your phone. On we your sh- phone. If we were more technological, we could have like a... Uh, like a sound. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, 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 boop. Typing, typing. All right. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. She's a fucking sad. Ah! <laughs> December 3rd. Holy shit, she's it like, again. such a sad. Such a sad. Okay, all right. So in her chart, I don't know her chart. Obviously, I don't even know her sun sign. There, there has to be cancer in there somewhere there might be cancer in there somewhere but i do see her sun sign as being fire yeah well she's a full-on sag mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know just thinking about and I, I also think it's really beautiful that we bring tiffany haddish up during cancer season when home is such a such a cancerian topic and prescient theme yeah and even right now with with what we're going through in this country you know, we see these displaced people and these Ugh. kids separated from their parents. Um, I think we need more figures speaking out about what it means to have a home, be without a home, be make, anchorless. Make a home. Make a home. Re- reinvent yourself outside of the system that defines you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that Sagittarius is interesting to me because Sagittarius really are the sign of... You know, they're philosophical. They mm-hmm. think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually really concerned with making other people around them feel comfortable. Which I think is something that you probably do learn when you're in foster care because you have so for so long been made to feel like the other or been made to feel ugly or bad or a burden or, or a waste or invisible. Which is, so she, like her thing with the suitcases, mm. and I didn't know this before this interview um is so like part of her charity is raising money and she buys suitcases for kids in foster care i didn't realize that like you know so obviously foster kids move homes a lot Mm. um but that they often don't have anything to transport their very few belongings in and she was talking about how like so many kids have to put their stuff in trash Bags. bags trash bags garbage bags black garbage bags and i'm getting emotional even talking about this cancer season's showing my cancerian self is showing um, and about how, you know, it makes the, the child feel like they are, in fact, garbage. Garbage. Yep. It's something that I experienced myself. Like, literally moved my things in a blue tarp bag. I didn't have a suitcase. I didn't have a car. I didn't have anyone to really pack my stuff up in a box. It was literally bag to bag. And we were already poor before that, so there would be no chance for me to have a suitcase. And I think it's really cool that she has created this organization that gives those sorts of um, gives, resources to kids. And it's also just giving dignity to people. You give dignity. When there's a... It's an undignified situation that you are forced into that you never had a chance out of or... And you don't really have control of because you're a minor. So go fucking t- Tiffany Haddish. I love this woman. I, I love her, her until the end of the earth. I adore her. I often watch her Instagram stories, which is... All, which, you know, one of them recently was like her driving up to... 
I don't know, one of those, like, fast food shops, and it was, like, seven in the morning, and she was just like, I just am very fucking hungry right now. (laughs) So she just has this, like, beautiful, intimate conversation with her listeners, and I just loved it because you can tell that she's the kind of person that just wants to connect in an authentic way. She wants to laugh and laugh it off and... And be herself. And be herself. But underneath it all, as you say, maybe there's some water in her chart, there's this undercurrent of just, like, huge emotional availability and connectedness. And and receptivity. It's beautiful. And Tiffany, we love you. Tiffany Haddish, we love you. Let we it be known. You. Okay. Yeah. And thank you for giving voices to foster oh my God. former foster youth and, and, also, and current foster youth. And Please, if you're encouraged to like look up the charity and see yeah. if you can give some dollars to yeah. helping children not feel that unwanted yeah. in such a difficult situation. Um, and also, going back to home and going back to the immigrant situation, if you can help races... Um, R-A-I-C-E-S races to um, help children who are stuck at borders in what are essentially concentration camps in America um, so that they can you know, come back to their families and have resources available to them. Uh, we encourage you to, to do that as well. And um, not to be flippant about it, but cancer season is a time that is reflecting upon our domestic lives and how important those like extremely formative years and relationships are to our adult selves and our ways of thinking and um astrology is nothing else if like trying to figure out how the hell people work um so we're we're here for it and please if you feel moved look up either one of those or both of those organizations and give if you can yeah absolutely and please spread the word so the next person we're going to talk about is your hero your hero that's why i asked my favorite I can't believe you didn't know. I didn't know, but I can't believe you didn't know. I can't believe it. It's it's appalling that I didn't know. <laughs> Tilda Swinton. <sighs> Tilda Swinton. She, we found out, what do you guys think that she so, is? I, my guess, my guess, we, did, we looked this up before the show because I had to fucking know. I had to know immediately. To know. My two guesses were Scorpio or Aquarius. Aquarius, because, like, that is her marketing, that's her brand, is, like, alien. Alien, other. yeah. But also I see, I saw Scorpio mm. because of the intensity. Yeah. And, like, the, the absolute... With, with which she treats her characters. Yes. And and she she gets dark. Yeah, and even through silence. Mm-hmm. Like in that movie, um, A Bigger Splash, where oh. she has no voice. Oh, my God. It's one of the best roles performed because it's in through that silence mm-hmm. that you see the revelation. So I said Aquarius or Scorpio... And then I made Lisa look her up just a few minutes before we started this episode. <sighs> and she's a Scorpio. Uh, Lisa. I know. Your hero oh is my God. also a Scorpio. She's truly my hero. She's an incredible artist and such a kind human being. And and, and uses the tool of transformation for each of her roles. Literally. I, I feel like she burns it down and starts anew every yeah. time. It's like she's tabula rasa. She's totally yes. nude. Absolutely. She's incredible. She's a Scorpio, you guys. Can you believe it? And such a fucking queen. Oh, God. She really is. She yeah. really is a queen. So, with that being said, moving on out of the Scorpio and Sagittarius areas, we did want to talk to you guys a little bit about some famous cancers, because it's cancer season, and we think that we should give some credit and love to those cancers through history and in today's society. That and I am very defensive, which is the cancer stance about everything, but I'm defensive about the view of cancers. You know, when you read, like, all the memes on all of the astrology It's just whining accounts, and crying. It's just baby 
Um, you know, <laughs> sweet, sensitive, can't handle anything. Oh my God, Miami's crying. And it's like, it, we're, oh my God, cancers are so complex. Mm. They're so complex. And I feel like, honestly, like when people are like, I can't handle cancer season, I'm like, it's because you're not strong enough. Yeah. And it's because you're not willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, we all can do what we can do to help ourselves, but sometimes you do have to look into the dark parts of yourself. But let's go through this. We have this huge list. There's let's just like... Incredible list. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to say Meryl fucking Streep. Whew. I'm going to say Frida fucking Kahlo. Yes. 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 Possibly my oh, favorite cancer she's queen. she's cancer. Um, Thoreau. Yeah. Princess uh, Diana. We've got Missy Elliott. Ingmar Bergman. Wow. Like, think about that. That's a pretty incredible one. Solange. Solange Knowles with her Virgo sister just doing the hard emotional work. So here's my thing. Here's an emblematic cancer moment. Cancers are not whiny little baby bitches. Who attacked Jay-Z in an elevator Please. in public yeah. to defend a betrayal of a loved one? Yeah. It was Solange, the, the cancer. cancer. Her kicking Jay-Z's ass is cancer peak. It is fucking peak, peak cancer. cancer. She's All right. protecting her homestead. Yeah. Literally. Absolutely. Um, I think it's so cute. June Carter Cash is a cancer. I love that. And she was married to Johnny Cash, who was a Pisces. And she cared for him so much. She did. She took care of that wreck of a little fish. (laughs) We've got an Anthony Bourdain on this list. (gasps) My husband. Who literally made the world his home. He literally made the world his home, and he made everyone he talked to feel listened to, Mm. and he gave everyone around him a home wherever he made it. Anthony Bourdain is, yeah, is like straight as I can possibly a try to be he's it he's it no, <laughs> he's, he's it. it he's it um Liv Tyler oh my girl incredible actress incredible yes. actress emotional depth for days Mulali Asafi Mulal yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. incredible woman Hemingway mm. interesting Helen Keller Helen, Helen Keller Keller that's All of those incredible. things that she was up against, and yet when you read the writings that, uh, that you know she could get down that were dictated, are so emotional. The emotional depth that woman felt, we should all be so lucky. Helen Keller, queen. Queen. We've got Patrick Stewart, and as a avid, deep, and profound Star Trek fan, nothing makes me happier than to hear that Captain Picard is a cancer. Yeah, I'm, he is. Yeah, <laughs> Star Trek, you guys. Cancers Another, make great actors. Because they, they have emotional depth. They can embody everything. But they make great singers like Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry, like one way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you. <laughs> like that is some cancer tenacity. <laughs> Walking sideways with your pincers out. I love that. I'm coming for you, bitch. Uh, we've got the current Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. Current Dalai Lama. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did get into some uh, hot water recently. He said that the next Dalai Lama should be a woman. Attractive With woman. an attractive face. He d- <laughs> He, but he's also the Dalai Lama, and I'm going to go ahead and say, like, the good he's done. Yeah, he has done a lot of good. He spread beautiful messages. But still, like, no. no, no nobody needs to be an attractive woman. He, he, I watched that interview. He, he did try to backpedal and say that it meant someone who has a kind face. But, you know, it's not okay. It's, I hope he meant it in I the ho- other I way. Hope, I, we'll see. Um, Ariana Grande. Oh, my God. Such yeah, a cancer. Who, you know, came from the Scorpio relationship with Pete Davidson. Which was so intense. What a hot and, mess. Yeah. But, like, Thank You Next is the cancer <laughs> anthem. 
I think she's got some Scorpio in that chart. Oh, that is a cancer song. It's very cancer. No, it's like thank you for every all the lessons that my exes have taught me, me so I can grow. Cancers are also famous for not being able to let their exes go. That is like part of our stereotype. It is. I think that song could go either way. I think that song's a little Scorpio too. How can I take this thing that's been done to me and grow from it? True. You know? True. It's why Cancers and Scorpios go along so well. I did add it to my Scorpio playlist. I mean, I have Scorpios on my Cancer playlist, so. Yeah. To be fair. To be, I mean, they're like, they're kind of two peas in a They're so kindred. Yeah. We are so kindred. I know. Uh, Princess (laughs) Princess Diana, but also Prince William. Yes. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, Royal family has a lot of water. They do have a lot of water. Mm -hmm. A lot of Cancer. Uh, Prince Charles is a Scorpio. Um, there's water all over the place, but there's a few Tauruses and Virgos in there, too. Yeah, there's some Earth. Yeah, and some Cavs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh... Chris Cornell? Chris Cornell has my birthday. Chris Cornell has my birthday. Oh, wow. R.I.P. Chris Cornell. One of the most passionate voices. Beautiful. Uh, Nelson Mandela. Fucking best human on Earth. Yeah. 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 Nelson Mandela. He's, he's in my club. Huge as heart. He's in my club. Uh, Tom Hanks. Oh, my God. Tom Hanks, honestly, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. He's a lovely, philanthropic gentleman. I agree. He has he truly is a good man. I think it's really interesting that Beck is a cancer, because I would have called him for an Aquarius from day one. I would have called him for an Aquarius or even a Gemini. Yep. Yeah. But have you heard the album Sea Change from Yeah, like I love yeah. the most the best album. Yeah, well that's yeah. the cancer album. Yeah. That's where is. he shows his heart in the sleep. Unfortunately he's a sign Scientologist. He is, which... But it's okay. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> um, Jack White. <gasps> Jack White of White Stripes. Badass. Love it. Love Amazing. it. Such an advocate for women everywhere. Know, literally. Uh, like, put Loretta Lynn back on the map so uh, for a lot of people that had never heard of her. Um, defended Meg White from, like, you don't need to know what our relationship was. It makes no difference. She's... Yeah, so were they, the, were they married or brother and sister? They were... They're divorced. Got it. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't... I try not to know too much about the artists I listen to because it gets up into my head. Well, because I... it's impossible to appreciate people after you know too much about and, them. Yeah, and also, who really cares? Um, Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr. Herman Hesse. Uh, Hesse? Yeah, Herman Hesse. Uh, Julius Caesar, who July is named after. Mm. Uh, not not a great dude, but an, an important best. one. An important one. But an important one. Uh, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden, I think, belongs strictly in the Frida Kahlo, Courtney Love mm. cancer area of, like... Don't fucking... Just don't please don't, don't... Don't fuck with me. <laughs> if you're in my house, I will chop you up into tiny pieces. Yeah. yeah. Not the best cancer, but it's fine. Oh, I, I own it. I own, <laughs> I own Lizzie Borden proudly. That's, that's good. I'm like, cancer's me and Lizzie Borden. Someone's got to take her into the, <laughs> into the fold. On my actual birthday, though, it's me, Carlos Santana, right? Wow. So, incredible musician. Stone Gossard, who's like the guitar player for Pearl Jam and also for Mother Love Bone, and Chris Cornell... Uh, R.I.P. from Soundgarden and from other uh, from um, Temple of the Dog and a few other bands. Uh, Audio Slave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just think it's really interesting. That it's like me and all these musician dudes, and particularly like grunge dudes. But you know, I think that's great. Um, Nikola Tesla. Ah, oh, that's a great one. It's a really good one. I know. It's a really good I one. didn't want to say this to you earlier, but Elon Musk. I know. We'll move yeah. along. We'll move along. <laughs> It's fine. I've nothing good to say about that, so I won't say anything about it at all. I think Orwell. Oh, George Orwell. Yep. See, see, writers, actors, musicians. Um, so many, so many good and famous cancers. Um, we're not just crying about 
wanting to be your mom all day long. No, not at all. We take our emotions, there's an emotional depth of cancers, and the evolved cancer can take it and make it into an art that speaks to everyone's emotional depth. Mm. And that's what they do, and that's how they translate, and that's how they communicate it, and that's, like, why they're so important. Um, But it's also... Cancers are loyal. Yeah. They are fucking ride or die. Yeah, they are. Um, and they can be a little clannish based upon that. Uh, and I'm okay with that too. As I said, I we're like the mafioso. <laughs> I love it. There's 12, there's 12 zodiac signs. 11 of them... Uh, wait, let me see if I subtract myself. So 10 of them can go suck it. <laughs> and the only one that I'm really concerned with, besides myself, is cancer. Because you guys are beautiful, kind, empathic, compassionate beings who really do make space for others and who are truly capable of getting into the muck with you. And I think there's something to be said about that. And we mentioned this earlier, and I'm drunk enough to say it out now, but cancers are freaks in bed. And I'm not (laughs) saying that for, like, myself or to make myself sound any better than I am because I'm not anything, but... Because uh, I'm not anything. No, but it's just, it's true. And it's not about kink or, like, showing off or, like, seducing people. It's that a cancer is empathic and up for anything between the sheets. Mm. And it is something that if you actually read astrology and you actually, like, read in-depth about the cancerian personality, like, cancers are freaks in the bedroom. I love it. And if that tells us anything, you know, with our little quips about uh, Virgos and Geminis or whatever we said... Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's any, the, the reminder is that like nothing is one layered. Mm-hmm. The sun sign is but a blip on the personal radar or the personal, mm-hmm. like that a, makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty big blip though. It's a big blip. The sun sign is like every, everything is filtered through the sun sign. Yeah. It's a, it's a big blip, but it's a blip nonetheless. Mm-hmm. People have multiple layers and they should be appreciated. And cancers are one of those often misunderstood signs. So we should all take time to really understand our fellow people through astrology or through friendship or through being just strangers who are curious. Mm-hmm. And stop being bitches and just let yourselves feel things. Good God. Why are, Ugh. stop being so scared of feeling sad or angry for five minutes. Literally. Jesus Christ. It's okay. <laughs> as my, as my friend Laura once told me. The only way to stop suffering is to be in pain. And I thought that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever mm-hmm. heard. And I've quote quoted it time and again. Laura Davis, thank you so much. Um, that's what I think cancer season and cancers and water signs teach us. Is yep. to really wade through it. And at some point, you will get to the end. Mm-hmm. It might not be the best or better or easy but at least it'll be a little bit more free. And you'll come out knowing something else about yourself. Yeah. Okay. So we have Instagram now. Astrolushes. Twitter. Astrolushes. Yep. We're all over. We're going to write this fragrance um, uh, segment into an article for Luna Luna, Luna Luna Magazine. Um, find us. Uh, listen to us. Share us with your friends. Tell us you hate us. Tell us you love us. Tell rate us what us you want to hear. ITunes, rate us wherever you can rate us. We're on all of the listening places that you can... <laughs> Find to listen to Tune people. Tune into the program. Find the channel. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much. We hope that you made it through Mercury retrograde and cancer season and the lunar eclipse and the full moon without a hinge. Good lord. Hitch. Hitch. Without a hinge. Hitch. Please don't let me leave the house and talk to people <laughs> in public. All right, listeners. Have That's a great it. evening. Good night and we love you.